If your spider plant is looking peaky and that Venus flytrap you bought just kicked the bucket, you need On The Ledge, the podcast about indoor gardening where you learn everything you need to know to keep your house plants looking lush. I'm Jane Perone. Join me and a host of wonderful guests to chat all things houseplants at On The Ledge Podcast. Miles Murray's podcast. I'm your host for the week, Joe Chung, because Sean is on another cruise. Who would have guessed always. it? Who had cruise and bingo? Everybody. <laughs> Mark, managing editor of Miles and Memories, is here with me. How are you today, Mark? Oh, it's been a little bit of a hectic day. We uh, had our first school team soccer practice, which was interesting since we lost half the team last year. So we have a whole bunch of like kids that have never played soccer in third grade that are going to be be going up against eighth grade teams and seventh grade teams and stuff so i'm ready to get uh whooped on all year all year long yeah i was gonna ask wasn't it your team it's like multiple grades it's it's, it's like yeah, one we don't have of soccer yeah we don't have enough kids so it's normally like third to eighth grade but like last year we had quite a few fifth graders sixth graders eighth graders but we lost like most of the upper class kids either they you know moved on to high school or or went to a public school instead so we're stuck with a whole bunch of children that can't really even kick the ball so it should be interesting they will uh improve quickly because of well, it. they can't get any worse yeah. so there we go i mean ian is well on his way to being a pro soccer player he picked up the game like six months ago so you know these yeah at least he says every time i scored a goal i didn't tell you i was in the over 60 team because that's the only team that's in ferndale but i scored a goal <laughs> yeah <laughs> very good very good yeah so my kid starts school tomorrow uh, as we're recording this and it's uh, a lot of stress don't like don't like getting back into the swing of things i don't know how you feel about that but uh, i miss summer already it's weird that you guys start on a wednesday too because we started last week wednesday and i'm thinking it's because they want to make it a little bit easier on the kids where it's not like a full week in as well as the teachers my guess but are you guys you going wednesday through friday and then have monday off because we have friday and monday off yeah no not even we have friday and monday off oh well this is just stupid then Exactly. But uh, we're not here to talk about uh, the American school system because that would take forever and topic of another podcast. Watch Abbott Elementary and there you go. You get it all. You should watch Abbott Elementary. It's quality. It's coming back in a couple weeks. Very excited. But yeah, let's uh, get into the world of miles and points. Sean is indeed on a cruise. Do you happen to know where he is? Do you do you know where Sean is nope. at all times? I've I always been usually do not know. I, I know it left Florida, and then I think he gets on another. He gets back to Florida for like a day or two, and then he gets on another cruise, and then he's going to Mexico to meet us for our Mexico City meetup. So that's that's as much as I know. Exciting. When is that uh, Mexico City? Uh, they're Independence Day, so it's the 16th, you know, 16th, I think is the big thing. Kicks off at like midnight on the 16th, so like 15th in the evening that Thursday night. They'll have like 100,000 people in the, the square to do the uh, the shout and all that. So be interesting. And then uh, we have uh, parades and everything the next day on Friday. And then on Saturday, we're going to the Floating Gardens. So interesting. You know, everybody always says Mexico City is one of their favorite places in the world. And I've never been, so I'm excited to check it out for sure. Yeah, that sounds good. I would love to hear, you know, we don't talk about this all the time, but how did you end up booking everything down there to Mexico City? You know, did you book a catch flight? Did you book the hotel and points? What is your plan for of action? I mean, obviously, you've already executed it, but what what's getting you down there? 
Yeah, I ended up uh, finding because I booked this back in like October. So luckily, I found some Virgin space, Virgin Atlantic uh, award space on Delta. So 25,000 miles round trip plus, you know, 150 bucks or whatever in fees. And then when I was picking my seats on Delta, they offered me an upgrade option for 11,000 sky miles to first class. So I took that. So for like 47,000 miles all in between the two programs. Uh, I'm going first class both ways, which is pretty cool. Of course, Delta's already switched it from a nonstop to a connecting in Atlanta, my least favorite city in America. That's annoying. Wait, time out. So <laughs> you booked the original flight with Virgin Atlantic, but Delta offered you to yes. upgrade with Delta. Weird. Because, I mean, just to clarify for people, this is my guess how it happened. Correct me if it's if I'm wrong. You book with Virgin Atlantic miles, but then you get the record locator or whatever. You can add that to your Delta account. And so it's in your Delta account. And then from your Delta account, that's where you're offered the upgrade. Yeah. So I, I had the locator, uh, just push, put it in on the Delta website and was going to do it to pick my seats. And when I was picking seats, it came up that it was an option. So I'm guessing, yeah, it's because you had a Delta locator since they're uh, co-chairing friends and partners and all that stuff. So I mean, my guess, I was kind of surprised even so, because, you know, it's not like you get that option using avios on american airlines at least i've never seen it but i was like yeah eleven thousand, i'll take it for sure nice how long is the flight well i guess how long was the flight supposed to be and then now when they <laughs> yeah. when they changed it at least did they keep you in first class on both legs yeah they did and i think we talked about this maybe when you were off um but i i tried to use that to change up my flight on delta you know similar to what i did for hawaii and that didn't work because they're like well virgin you use Virgin Miles to book it, so you needed to contact them and all that stuff. But, no, they did keep me on first class on both legs, which is cool. And uh, it should be, like, nonstop was, like, around four hours, I think. So I don't think uh, flying through Atlanta, besides the layover, adds a ton of time, really. Not bad. So where are you staying? We're, we booked, uh, a lot of us booked the Hampton Inn City Center. We've had uh, Sean stay there before, and uh, Ryan S. Uh, stayed there as well in the past, and a couple other people, and they said they really liked it. Plus, it's, like two blocks away from where everything goes down. So it's pretty crazy. And that's what everybody in the diamond group is chatting right now, like freaking out that the roads are going to be closed Thursday evening. If they're flying in Thursday night, they're going to have to walk a few, few blocks with their luggage. So everybody's kind of, should I move my hotel until Friday? But Friday is going to have a ton of stuff too. So I don't know what they're going to do, but that's why I'm going Wednesday. I'm smart. Like this is the diamond group. They shouldn't be having a ton of luggage, right? Like it should be carry on only. I don't know, man. Now. I don't know how people how people travel. My buddy, uh, who I was with this weekend, it was just a two day trip, and he had two bags. And I'm like, why do you have all this stuff? He's like, well, half of it's just always in there, and I just take it everywhere just in case. You never know. I'm like, no, you do know. So he never unpacks. <laughs> yeah, he never you do unpacks. know. You know exactly where you're going, what you're doing. You know what you need. Like you don't need four different colors of shorts. It's okay. You know you don't need this. Yeah, so let's, I mean, let's transition. Maybe this is a little bit of the uh, Mark travel show. Uh, just full disclosure, we are very much getting over the end of summer. So, you know, if Mark and I aren't on our A game, we apologize. But we do have a lot of your travel to talk about. And Mark, in our internal channels on Slack, you have been trashing Ohio. I gather you were in Ohio recently. Um, to help not, you, uh, not entirely. Yeah, true. I just saw a funny tweet that it was a billboard that said like, "Heaven, do you, would you rather go to heaven?" And instead of hell, it said Ohio. So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. I think you had some <laughs> other negative comments about Ohio, but you also had a lot of positive things to say about Ohio. So um, let's talk about first where and why did you go to Ohio? I guess you were seeing your buddy, and then um, let's talk about some of the cool pictures you've been showing us on this audio podcast. 
Yeah, uh, so we a buddy was turning 40, and he grew up in Vermilion. I've never heard of it. A small town, like, right on Lake Erie in Ohio. So it's in between Cleveland and Sandusky, where Cedar Point is. So, like, 30 minutes outside of Cleveland, like 15, 20 minutes from Cedar Point. So we went down there and hung out for the weekend. And he kind of had, like, a whole, uh, you know, Friday night was uh, a town over. They had a rock, rock on the River or something concert. So it was a cover band. And so we were hanging out there Friday night, which was a lot of fun. It was Led Zeppelin. They are okay. Um, you know, nothing great, but, uh, it got the job done and they had food trucks everywhere and, and beer tents everywhere. So it was a good time. And then Saturday, I'm going to totally mess up the name of this restaurant later on, but Saturday we hung out around town, you know, checked out some bars. They had a one called the old Prague, Prague bar that looked very like you were in Europe. It was kind of cool. They had live music there and you know, all your, uh, check and, you know, beers and everything like that. So it was pretty, pretty cool. And then we went to, and this is his favorite restaurant in the whole world, Chez Francois or something like that, right on the river. Uh, it, it's like a high-end, really nice restaurant. They have, you know, off-menu, they have like a $90,000 bottle of wine, stuff like that. So really not my cup of tea, but I really enjoyed it. We sat outside overlooking the river, boats going by, all that stuff. And I guess it's a Michelin, technically a Michelin star restaurant or that level, but the uh, owner thinks that that whole thing is a joke. Because he didn't get it for a few years because he was in such a small town. And then when they offered it to him, he said, you know what, keep it. So at least that's the story. Yeah. You let yeah, you take know. that. You take that tire company that gives out you stars. Our, our food is cooked by a rat controlling a guy from his head. Oh, Ratatouille. Ratatouille reference. <laughs> uh, Mark, I, so I was wondering, like, you did send pictures of the fine dining. And I never really equate fine dining with eating outside just because it's like hot and sometimes there are bugs and stuff like that how was that whole experience i mean was it a nice night were you on the wa- you were on the water right yeah right on uh the uh vermilion river i think it is it was just outside like you could see parts of lake erie from it as well um so the the interesting thing like this restaurant in the main dining room inside you have to wear uh, a, a coat like you have to have a jacket to, to go inside if you don't have one they'll give one to you type it or rent it to you or whatever it, but if you sit outside you can wear you know, like golf wear type of thing, like shorts and a, a button up and stuff. So that's why I picked outside. It's a little more casual, same menu, same service, but a little more casual. And then on the second floor, they have a different menu and it's more of a laid back vibe. So you can even eat up there and the view's even better. Um, so you can get a lot of the same food, but the service isn't going to be quite as good. Like, you know, not Michelin star service. And then they have this hidden bar that you go through the, like through a hit a door behind the, the bathrooms. It's like they're hideout bar that has a patio like overlooking a the water type yeah and then they have like an upstairs area that has leather couches that you can go to or a front bar that's you know really cool lit up and everything that so it, there's like four or five different places you can go in this place it's pretty crazy that sounds pretty cool you know talking about your trip actually brought up something that i'd be curious to hear your opinion on i'm sure like all of us in the miles and points world travel with our friends who are not into miles and points so i'm curious you know I, and i remember is this the same buddy who like doesn't even have a credit card or like only pays cash no, for everything he definitely would not be at a fancy restaurant no this is a, a buddy that oh he, yeah good point <laughs> well i don't know maybe he's just rolling with maybe it's just rolling with benji's he's the one that gets lost going downtown like it's just yeah he's kind of crazy but no this is a buddy uh, you know one of my buddies that is into miles and points knew him th- through college and everything and then he's actually he came to a diamond meetup in 
in Vegas and stuff. And I've got to know him a little bit over the years. And he lives down in Phoenix, but was like home visiting his parents and everything. And it was only a two and a hour, two and a half hour drive for us. So we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll come on, hang out and check out your city. And that's what I love. Like you don't think of Ohio, you know, they don't really have a lot of lakes. It's not like Michigan. Of course, the, you know, the northeastern part has uh, Lake Erie, but like central Ohio and stuff doesn't have a lot of water. So you'd never think that this like gem that has a really cute downtown, quite a few restaurants and bars, you know, everything's kind of around the water and, you know, cool shops and everything. Like definitely something I would go again for a weekend. And it's just outside Cleveland. I'm sure everybody that lives in the Cleveland area goes there there quite a bit on the weekends and everything. But that's kind of how you find these places is from, you know, knowing people that grew up in an area and take you there. And there's nothing better than traveling somewhere, you know, that somebody grew up or a local that can give you all the inside tips and show you where to go. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I want to get back to talking about traveling with our non-Miles and Points friends. But closing out this trip, when you go to Ohio, my understanding is, you know, you all are pretty close to each other, hence the rivalry between, you know, Michigan and Ohio in general. So do you fly when it's that close or do you drive? You know, what is the what's the, I guess, uh, debate there? But is it are we talking four hours drive versus one hour flight or, you know, what's going on there? Yeah, we can. We we always drive to Cleveland. It's like two and a half hour drive, three hour, probably like two and a half easy. And then even going to like my sister lives down in Cincinnati area, so that's like a four four and a half hour drive. So we never fly anywhere in in Ohio. It's just not worth it. By the time you do TSA and security and boarding and all that stuff, it, it doesn't save you any time. So Ohio's not a, a super deep state. Like you can get around it pretty pretty easily. So we always drive through there. And there's quite a few good spots like even across the the river from cincinnati uh the kentucky uh, border and everything um covington and all that is really fun so i know ohio fairly well <laughs> indiana i don't know at all so there's the other side of it <laughs> so it's like uh in boston people who are around here they either go to the north shore or the south shore for beaches which is you know it's just 30 minutes each way and they they have no idea what's going on, on the other side so you, know, you just have whatever one you grew up going to. That's what you keep going to, and you don't know about exactly, the other side. Exactly, exactly. Unless you marry someone from the other side of town, the other side of the tracks, so to speak, the other beaches on the tracks. So, um, yeah, so what I want to ask you about is I have a lot of friends who either they're only casually into miles and points or they're not into miles and points at all. But And then, you know, this happens a lot, actually, when I'm helping my wife plan her trips with her friends. So, you know, even with one credit card, a year my wife still has a decent stash of points in her name so i'm curious like when you are planning trips with friends who aren't into miles and points what uh, different experiences have you had like do you pay cash all the time or do you sometimes like book it with your points and then if you book it with your points you ask them to reimburse i'm always really curious how people you know handle this yeah i usually end up booking everything and then i'll give them like the the room for free if they're staying if it's a, like my buddy that doesn't have a credit card and stuff if he's staying in the room with me i usually like don't charge him anything for the room because i'm going to use a room anyway and uh he'll crash in there with me and then i just charge him whatever the the normal cash rate of the flight is maybe i'll give him a little bit of discount and then i'll book it with miles and unless it's a really oh, good so you cash help him deal. book flights too yeah I book, I book everything so that's usually what we do like even family and stuff i just book it for them and then have them give me money usually at a stiff discount um so that's just how it rolls. It's much easier for me than trying to follow up and make sure that they actually did it. So especially with my family, they're terrible about it. So I just take care of everything, which is annoying too. Because then last minute, they always want to change something and I just want to punch them in the face. Sorry, mom, but sometimes I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> is mom listening? Uh, sometimes she does. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Kirsten will uh, rat you out. Yeah. You know. I don't think she listens it, anymore. We... She went all Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. 
<laughs> Good for her. Yeah, so I, I would say it's, it's similar. I, I feel like maybe early, like when I first started getting to the game, I would charge my friends for it, maybe at a rate of like one cent per point for there. But I found that at some point it's like too much, unless you're like rolling out a bunch of points and a sweet upgrade for something like really nice. You know, it's just, you know, when you're amongst friends, I mean, we're old now, you know, I'm over 40, you're getting there. I find it's just not worth like haggling over all that. So I just will book the rooms. It's it's either that or we pay with cash and then we all split it. But then I don't really want to pay with cash because, you know, if I'm paying with cash for a room, I'm still paying cash when I could have done it on points. I do find, you know, every once in a while you have people like insist on chipping in or whatever. And then I just find when that's the case, then it's like I just try to be like really clear up front. This is how much it's going to be. And then, like you said, at a stiff discount or just, you know, just like a token gesture of thanks or whatever. But I I would recommend like if you are booking with your friends, just be upfront about what you expect. Like if you expect them to pay, tell them what you expect them to pay. Like give them a number. If you are going to not expect them to pay, just be upfront. Be like, oh, I have miles and points. I'll just cover the room. Don't worry about it. And then, you know, if they're your friend, you know, we're talking friends here. We're not talking rooming with random people at like an mdm diamond hey who does that like that who does that nobody <laughs> in which case you know if you're shacking up with someone random at mdm diamond, no and then he asked then me for money afterwards it want. was like a reverse double whammy like it was so yeah whatever yeah yeah if you meet mark at an mtm diamond meetup you can probably sneak your way into his room just uh just uh if you're from just, michigan you got a good shot at it there you go just putting it just putting it out there that that midwestern hospitality really shines through you, know, you don't hear it on the podcast a, but you'll see it in person like i have sucker on the on my forehead but you know speaking of age i saw a funny uh like meme or whatever it said going out two nights in a row past the age of 23 which i should think it should say like 35 but going out two nights in a row past the age of 23 is an extreme sport I can concur with that right now because, you know, I'm like two days past the trip and I'm still feeling it. So I hear that. That's what when, when you uh, are not in Vegas. I know when you're in Vegas, you go to bed at like four or five a.m. Vegas time, which is eight a.m. your time. What time do you go to bed? You know, when you're uh, going crazy in Vermilion, Ohio. Oh, it was four a.m. again. It was. I don't know why, but that's... <laughs> at least it was East Coast time. <laughs> yeah, saved three hours there. But uh, yeah. yeah, and your voice sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it came back a little bit. I wasn't screaming as much, so that's good. You know, you don't have to yell loud in Vermilion. The the bars are pretty quiet. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say like if I am using my points to book for somebody else, I just try to get at least what the cash out rate would be. Maybe a little bit better than that for the you know the time and energy of booking it. But like if I'm using something that's a ultimate reward transfer partner. You know, I'm going to get at least, you know, try to get like 1.25 cents per point because that's why I could cash out with a Sapphire Preferred type of thing. So that's kind of where I base it off of, you know, if it's like a city thank you point type of situation, then like one cents per point type of thing. So that's kind of how I judge it. And, you know, it's usually 30, 40 percent cheaper than what they would pay anyway. Yeah, sounds good. I, if you have techniques you use with your friends or stuff like that we'd love to hear it let us know podcast at milesmemories.com or you can tweet at miles to memories or you know tweet mark or myself at detroit mark and at azure flights so it's, it's always one of those things that i'm curious about because you know everyone in the miles and points world does this and they have to figure it out on their own how they're going to do that so you know we'd love to hear what you all do we want to get to some credit card news. We just to update. I know we talked about this yesterday when we were talking about agenda mark, but as of right now, still no breaking news on what's going on with the Bonvoy cards that we were, you know, making our predictions on last week. Correct? 
Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I don't expect anything for a while. It, it seems like it's kind of like it shouldn't have been leaked. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's not until, you know, towards the end of the year. That, that Why should I make us speculate last week then? I don't know. We, should have done we, had, some, we had, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a topic everybody was interested in. So that's what we did. <laughs> yeah, we know we're just killing time at the end of summer. All right. Don't like yes. I said. All right. Don't judge us. OK, so we don't know anything about a Bonvoy, but. You know, we were talking, uh, I think we brought up that the Hyatt business card had the Double Knights offer, but then that got a little bit sweeter. And plus, you found some extra news out, Mark, that might be interesting to some people. So you want to share the latest updates on the Hyatt business card? And I guess take it from the top, just in case. I don't remember if we talked about it last week or not, even though I listened to that episode twice. Yeah, the uh, the Hyatt business card, it has a new offer. The the points are the same. It's the 60,000 points on a bonus, which is a little bit less than the 75 75- uh, thousand when it came out but some people might prefer this because what you get is till the end of the year if you sign up until i believe sometime early october uh you get double elite night credit so every stay every night you stay at a high you'll get two nights of elite night credit and that counts as award nights too i confirmed that with them so even if you're booking you know cat one high at off peak at 3500 3500 points a night you'll get two elite night credits which is pretty crazy if you're chasing a globalist status. So that's really good. And it does uh, pair up with the bonus journeys where you're getting a double elite night credit there at some all-inclusive properties. So if you had that set up and you could, you're under 524 and you could grab this card and you, you care about high assist, that's a lot of ifs. But if all that stuff lines up, you'll get actually three elite night credits per uh, per se. So all these people... So it's not double, double. No, they don't do two times no. two equals it's four. Kinda like, it's kind of like when you get a freedom card and it has uh, the ga- the grocery bonus, and then it's that quarter is the grocery bonus. Instead of getting five times and five times, you only get nine times because the one base is always one, and then you get four more for each thing. So this right. is it's like, two separate transactions. Yeah. It's not a, it's one base night and a then cumulative two bonus nights. Yeah, um, we, we were told there would be no math on yeah. this, today's episode, so I did on. it all for you. Uh, yeah, so thank you, thank you. So, so I was like, man, if I could work remotely, like if I didn't have kids, I'd just go sit at a you know, an all-inclusive freaking for like kids, a month. Man. Yeah, kids. Freaking kids. They're the rake. The rake of life. What movie is that from? <laughs> oh, Kids are the Rake of Life. No, not kids. Know. It's not kids. I, I, I subbed in kids. Oh, Rounders. Yes. <laughs> well that's, done, sir. That's not the exact, this is not the exact quote, but trying to get Mark to yeah, get away with not, like, swearing, with not the, swearing. They're the, the, the rake. <laughs> Just as an aside, I listen to a lot of soccer podcasts and one of the... Uh, American potential strikers or, or forwards who is going to play in the World Cup. His last Holistic. name is Pifak. No, his name is last name is Pifak. Oh man, that was, they have a that lot was of fun a, with that one. That was fun in fun middle school too. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yes. So kids are the bleeping rake. Uh, we know that, but yeah, I mean, I think if you are working remotely or you can still work online, that's not a bad deal. There's probably cheaper ways to do it, but if you're going to enjoy yourself at an all inclusive, um, there's a lot. Uh, that could be had there. Think I'm all not, the money you save sure. on gas and groceries, man. There you go, and drinks. That's true. It's all. It's, it's all like paid you're getting paid. For. It's like you're getting paid it's to be free. there, and you're working too, so you're getting paid twice. It's it's double nights. It's double double nights and double double getting paid. All right, don't listen to our, this. Is this is all in jest? Now I am curious. I was trying to think about this for myself, and I was just kind of like. Why is Hyatt offering, you know that I don't, you know that I don't rate globalist status. It's useless. No one should have it. Why is Hyatt like going the extra mile to try to get a status away? I mean, I guess it makes sense to pair that with the business card, right? Because you know that 
people who are traveling at Hyatt for business, if they keep going for business, they're going to rake up higher bills or whatever. But I, I still was a little surprised that they were. And there's still a lot of fast track to globalist um, offers out there and stuff like that. So I was surprised that Hyatt's still kind of making it easy, greasing the wheels to get globalist. Because so they know sure all these people there. like me that are going to drop off after the 30 nights is done. Yeah, I guess. But no one, no other hotel chain is really doing this, right? It's mostly Hyatt that's got these deals going on. Well, everybody else kind of gives you the status just for having credit cards. So I guess that's the the thing. Like you can earn it through spend, but IHG, you can get near top tier status with their credit card, you know, uh, Diamond with Hilton so you can buy it. Marriott, if you carry two credit cards, you get most of the way there. So all the other ones make it easy in their own way. So I think this is just Hyatt. One, trying to make it more accessible. And then two, they're not offering more points. So they're just offering you an opportunity to, to earn status. It really doesn't cost them anything, and it you know it drives people to sign up. I'm sure, but they they should have added the elite night credits to the card like they did for the personal card. You know, like you should just get five or whatever for, for holding the card. I still think that's stupid. All right, so let's finish things up on the personal credit card tip, Mark. You just had a mini apparama. Well, you know, I don't know how many apps it was, but just bringing back the old terminology. It was thirteen. Uh, Thank you. Really? <laughs> well, this no was way. like over the last two months or whatever, like the you know the peak of summer application because I haven't updated it in a while. So yeah, but thirteen over the last like two months or so. All right, let's run run us. I'm the uh, anti Jess. Through all, maybe not through all thirteen, but Jess, yeah, talk to us Jess about your recent credit card applications of my apps. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's like Applebee's. Did you Half say have off your apps. Abs? <laughs> no, I definitely don't have those. I have a guy. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so I had uh, 13 applications, well, between me and my wife, and nine of them were approvals, which I was pretty happy with, and I didn't even realize it was that good of a a hit rate until I typed this all out, but some big ones were definitely uh, no lifetime language offers from American Express, two business platinums, one for me and one for my wife, the 150K plus 10K offers, which we both have the MX pop-up, but this gets around that as well as allows you to, to sign up for multiple of the same cards, which we've talked about in the past. Uh, so funny enough, I already have, a another offer in my inbox for a business platinum as well as a business gold. So got to do that. We'll get that 90 day rule, right, Joe? Of course you do. Of course, of, of course you do have another offer. And yes, the 90 day rule. Don't forget about that. <laughs> don't forget about that. That's a real kick in the teeth though. Come on, Amex. Don't send me emails if you don't want me to get them. Uh, so that was big. It's just, it's just a, it's just a entrapment. That's, that's what True. they're doing. It's true. So that was 320,000 membership rewards. Pretty big. Another big one was Bank of America business cards. They had uh, some targeted offers for $750 cash back after spending $5,000. This was on the one like the advanced cash or customized cash that you are, you can pick a 3% category as well as the 1.5% uh, back uh, card, which is called the unlimited cash. So we got them for both cards. So I signed up for two. And my wife signed up for two, so there's $3,000 right there. How's that? That sounds good, right? That's pretty awesome. Now, I got a question for you. When you apply for that many cards, do you, like, have a favorite? You know, is there a favorite child from your Apparama, or is it just kind of like, you know, you just, really you're kinda, just racking up, especially when it's cash back, you know? You're I'm just really kind of, yeah, I'm up. loving Bank of America, because also I did the Bank of America personal premium rewards card, which was another $500 cash back. It has a $95 annual fee, but you get a... Airline incidental credit, $100 per calendar year, and that works on American Airlines gift cards. So I'm going to get $200 in American Airlines gift cards for $95 plus uh, the $500 bonus. So 
Bank of America paid me $3,500, and they just love to give me cards. Like, it's the only one I don't get the night. Besides, no lifetime language Amex offers. But, yeah, Bank of America is, like, my new best friend. That's exciting. So, like, how much of that do you think is going to go to the college savings? And how much is that going to go to They better get scholarships. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the... Wait, isn't the $500 a month, isn't that for your kid's college? Oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, so the, we're this year... Dang, you lasted less than a year. No, it was like a good 18 months. But no, this year the focus was to earn... Originally it was to earn $15,000 in uh, extra money. But that went so well that I did it in almost the first quarter that now it's 25000 plus refill all my points. Woo! Brag, baby. Yeah, refill all my, uh, my membership rewards and ultimate rewards points. So I've been hitting it kind of hard, as you can tell by these apps. But uh, the couple that I got declined for that I wanted to get, the custom cash, easy 20,000-point bonus, as well as the 5% back on 500 bucks a month. I'm trying to, like, my, my plan might be to load up on, like, eight different 5% cards and just hit those every quarter. And that's, you know, a couple thousand bucks a year in easy money that you can make. And then, of course, uh, I've tried for the, the U.S. Bank Altitude Connect. That's another $500 bonus card after $2,000 in spend. It also has a cool thing where if you pay for a streaming service for 11 months, it gives you the 12th month free. So we have my wife got that earlier in the year. We put Netflix on that. So it's kind of like a nice little perk, but I keep getting denied for it. And then uh, I've been trying to get her the U.S. Bank uh, Flexperks Amex because it's a third party Amex card that you can use to load serve for an easy thousand dollars or a thousand points a month. But she keeps getting denied for that. So U.S. Bank is not my friend. It is not. So last question on the credit card things and one more random question before we close out. Out of the four you guys didn't get, which one hurts the most? Is it that U.S. Bank Flex Perks because of the serve thing or, you know, maybe one of the other ones? Yeah, that probably would be, you know, I uh, Altitude Connect is is kind of like a secret fan favorite of mine. You know, it earns four four times at grocery, 4% back at grocery. And then that $500 bonus would be nice for my goal. But the the uh, Amex Flex Perks, that's a long-term one. As long as, you know, and this has been working on serve for a long time. So as long as that doesn't go away, it's $180 in free point. Well, not free because there's like an $85 annual fee. So $100 in free travel every year for just doing a couple clicks every month. So that's definitely one, you know, plus it comes with a $450 bonus for signing up for travel. So I think that's really a sneaky, really good offer nobody talks about. And that's one I've been, I've put in like three apps for her and she keeps getting denied. I might have to go to that Amex bread, you know, the best thing since sliced bread, just to get the 2% back on the serve loads. Nice. All right. uh, Last question, random question for you. Netflix going with an ad-based tier, Disney Plus as well. At this point, streaming is just cable television. Yes. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, we canceled cable and then I still signed up. Because for some reason, I'm like, I can't get rid of it. So I still sign up for YouTube TV and I never use it. It's it's stupid. I mean, I did it mainly for like college. Sports. Yeah, for college football yeah. season and, and basketball sports. season. Sports. Sports is the real rake, yeah, man. it is. It's the rake. But the funny thing is like if you – the nice thing about YouTube TV is you can easily cancel it. So I should have waited and just signed up right before sports and then like come the dead months of summer where, you know, all you have is crappy baseball, uh, cancel it. But I've been rolling with it and, you know, the nice thing – another nice thing about YouTube TV is you can use it multiple places. So instead of paying for cable here and at the cottage, we can just pay for one YouTube TV and use it everywhere. So that, and then we have like every streaming service. It's just, it's insane. Credits, all kinds of stuff everywhere. Not enough. This is not enough credits. There's not enough credits though. Amex needs uh, to make it better. I got a random recommendation. Better. Make it better. 
Let, let's do it on anything. I got a random recommendation for people. I'm not sure if it's for you, Mark, but actually, have you ever seen American Vandal? No, I don't think so. Doesn't sound familiar. So, you know these true crime shows, right? Well, American Vandal yeah. is done by these guys where it's When you're making super... Murderer 4 already. I mean, come on. Why is that it, guy still in jail? So, so it's like that, like super serious, <laughs> except for it's at a high school and it's the crime is um, – I got to figure out how to put this in a family way. It's it's the crime that happened was that there was a bunch of graffiti they drew a, of a, – a male part on a wall, locker or something? No, they drew male parts on all of the teachers' cars. Celebrate so, them. Don't, don't punish them. But, <laughs> but see, the thing is they take it so seriously like they analyze uh, – I mean, this they're bringing an FBI handwriting analysis. Type of well, thing. it's all high school kids on the show. It's all high, I mean, it's, it's it's like a mockumentary, but like on the show, it's like all high school kids. They're like very closely examining, examining like how these things were drawn and finding discrepancies between the prime suspects, normal drawing of these things. You know, it's it's like stuff like that. It's on Netflix. It's It's pretty funny. It's like one of those weird things where it's obviously meant to be like a mockumentary and funny, but also... It's done in a way that the drama is like super compelling, and you want to know who actually drew all these. You know what that reminds me of? Did you Go did ahead. you watch Silicon Valley? Yeah, when they're talking about that crunch uh, yeah. thing, and they're like, middle, how how could we do it? And- middle out, middle out, <laughs> middle out. But then middle out became a, like a middle out became like a real term for Biden's like I think I think in Biden's like uh, campaign or something he he like wanted the wealth to go from the middle out. So I don't I can't remember. Oh my gosh, like, I never caught like that. Real- <laughs> It, middle out became like a real thing. Somebody should have real... told him that in the in the campaign things. Like this is not yeah. what you think it should be. Let me look it up really quickly. President Obama said ten years ago. Wow, ten years ago, he said, "I believe that the way you grow the economy is from the middle out." And so, yeah, how long so would it take about... to middle out a whole room of uh, of judges? Anyway, um, American Vandal, check it out. Obviously, super crude. Don't watch it with your kids. And th- and then on top of that, the same guys who did that on Paramount Plus, and the- this is why I brought it up because I know Paramount Plus is one of the many things that you've signed up for that you probably didn't need to sign up for. They have a show called Players where they follow an esports team. You know, not not the game that I watch esports for, but just this a similar type of game. And actually, it's like again very well done. It's about like the it's about the dumbest topic. Well, not really. It's like watching a sports. It's like watching. It's it's not as like good the as Jordan. the last dance. Yeah, I it's not watched, as good as the last. Have dance, you watched the Lakers one yet? I've been wanting to watch. I haven't it. watched that one yet, but that one's dramatized. So, anyway, that's the problem with all these streaming services. They all have like one or two good things that you want to watch, yeah. and, and then, then just finding something like you just scroll endlessly to find something new, and you're like, I have all oh, these. Yeah, I pay Netflix. I pay Netflix just to scroll. <laughs> Yep. And their their recommendations the are out. terrible. You go on the computer and you search, and you're like, "Why am I never seeing any of this stuff on my TV?" It's so frustrating. Like I make lists. I like Google it and then make lists of shows to watch because they never pop up in my search. I don't know why we're talking about this so in depth, but hopefully people will enjoy. It. <laughs> like we said, it's the end of summer blues. So, well, let's close it out, Mark. Where can people tweet at you their frustration that we spent? 10 minutes talking about streaming services yeah. uh, this week. Sure, uh, you know, tweet me some good shows. I know Han always does. Oh, uh, one I watched on Hulu was The Bear. 
but a uh, kitchen and I hear that's really yeah, good. Yeah, really but good. I hear it's like real stressful. Yeah, I mean it's I mean kitchens are stressful. It's got lip in it from Shameless, which is kind of funny because Shameless takes place in Chicago and this takes place in Chicago. But that's a really good one. I watched that like in in like one sitting. Uh, so definitely check it out. But you can tweet at me at Detroit Mark. Email me Mark at Miles to Memories dot com, and then uh, you know join our Facebook groups. Comment on the website, and I'll get back to you there. How about you, Joe? You can find me at Flies all over social media. Find old episodes of this podcast at mtmpodcast.com. If you would like to complain to our boss and tell him that he should not go on cruises because we cannot handle this no, show we on talk our about own, middle out. <laughs> tweet at him at miles to memories. Um, but other than that, you know, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Mark, I will talk to you next week. And good luck with your third graders playing soccer um make sure you teach them to cover their head when an eighth grader i mean i had to teach like pass with the inside of your foot don't shoot with your toe like that's what that's the level i'm just i just want these kids not to get killed (laughs) on the field that's what i'm talking about my daughter didn't want to make it but we or didn't want to play but we didn't have enough kids so i made her get out there too (laughs) nice so that's where we're at but hey i did watch silicon valley like two months ago from the beginning to end it was still so good oh one of the best shows ever it's a good show check check that one out first and then um you know american vandal and maybe players on paranormal plus all right we're out of here thanks everybody bye see ya All right. Anything else uh, you want to gab about tonight? Oh, um, you just uh, had a... Yeah. Here, let me take that. Let me take it away. Hold on.